Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. Joseph Bonneau has spent a lot of time studying passwords, and a paper he wrote after analyzing 70 million passwords recently took top prize in the National Security Agency's first science of security competition. Bonneau was conflicted over the win. He blogged that while he was honored to receive the recognition, he does not condone the NSA's surveillance and widespread collection of private communications. Bonneau received his PhD at the University of Cambridge and is now an engineer at Google. He spoke with us about his award-winning research into the use and strength of passwords. Password research—it's been something that academics have looked at for、uh, decades. What's really changed in the last couple of years is that we've had. Access to much more data about how people pick passwords, and at first this came about from some websites that got hacked. There was a website called Rockyou, which does games and I believe photo sharing applications, and they had their servers accessed by a hacker who downloaded about 32 million passwords, and then he he made them publicly available on the web, which led a lot of researchers to go look at this data and look for for patterns in in how people pick passwords. I mean, even though this is a A major security breach,、uh, which you don't like to see. This was、uh, exciting for for researchers because it gave a new source of data that had just never been available before. And it made me realize it would be great if we could access a really large data set of passwords without waiting around for a security breach to happen. So I said, "Can we do this in a way that's privacy preserving,、uh, where we don't have to actually look at anybody's passwords?" So I came up with an experimental design to do this. That involved setting up a special server to do、uh, the experiment that would encrypt users' passwords as they were logging in、uh, with a key that was then destroyed after the experiment was over. So there was no way to actually for anybody to find out what passwords had been observed, but you could see counts for how、uh, often different types of passwords were observed. Through some contacts, I kind of pitched it to.、Uh, Some engineers at Yahoo, and I said this would be a you know really cool experiment. Would you like to take me on as an intern to set this up? So I worked out of California for about two months and set the experiment up and collected the data. And I was able to observe about 70 million users' passwords this way. And again, never saw what passwords the people were actually using. Just was able to see the the statistical patterns. So I think that was one of the, the real insights of the paper was that you could study passwords in a way that. Didn't require、uh, actually looking at people's passwords, so there was you know no no privacy concern there. There was a lot of work on the statistics. What's the right way to measure how strong passwords are that are chosen by different populations? So when I was、uh, collecting the data, we split the passwords up into different piles, basically based on the different populations of users that we could identify. So for example, we kept. You know, one giant data set of everybody's passwords, and then we kept a data set of passwords chosen by men, and one data set of passwords chosen by women, and so on for about 300 different groups. Then we could do comparisons between all these different groups, and try to answer questions like, you know, does this group、uh, collectively choose stronger or weaker passwords than than this other group? So that was where the real、uh, mathematical and statistical work came in, was to come up with.、Uh, You know, a really good theory to be able to do this in a sound way, which was not a problem anybody had had to take on before because they never had so much data to deal with. And the the results were interesting, mostly in that they were negative. That the strength of passwords really doesn't vary very much between different groups of people. So we were expecting that maybe people from certain countries or certain age groups might choose very different passwords, and mostly we found very little there. Since we had so much data, the effects were statistically very strong. So it wasn't, 
due to random chance, but the, the real-world impact was very low. Basically, for security purposes, there's, there's almost no difference between most uh, demographic groups of people. Older users as a whole choose stronger passwords than younger users do. The data doesn't tell us why. It just tells us that that's uh, the phenomenon. But what was more interesting than the demographic groups to compare was maybe what people's motivations are for choosing a password. Some people have accounts with Yahoo that are, you know, you would think have lower security concern because there's no email account or no, no credit card being backed up. Generally, the strength of passwords, it changed, but it wasn't very much um, when people had higher security motivation. Passwords were never more than about twice as strong in cases where we expected people to be trying harder. The evidence is that people do pick slightly better passwords when they have security in mind, but you know, nowhere near enough to make passwords really a secure technology. The conclusion was that there was no magical group you could pick, say, really tech-savvy people who have a lot on the line and who have been encouraged to pick a good password, where passwords are really secure. And there are better and worse groups, but for the most part, passwords are fairly easy to guess no matter who's picking them. I'd say that was the main conclusion of the research was that we were able to point out that that's sort of a fundamental limit of this technology. Passwords probably can't be redeemed as long as humans are picking them. Bonneau's paper includes a lot of mathematical formulas. His background is in math and cryptography, and that's partly why he thinks his research was effective. I think passwords had been maybe ignored or given short shrift by the community of cryptography researchers. Probably because people viewed it as more of a soft human factors thing. You know, it hadn't been rigorously analyzed from a mathematical perspective before, which was one of my goals to, to come in and do that. The experiment ran for about 48 hours. It took a couple of months to get up to speed with Yahoo's login setup and servers, get the experimental server going, and test it. He says Yahoo was careful to make sure everything was secure. Bono's research isn't limited to passwords, but he spent a lot of time studying how people use them. The main focus of his Ph.D. thesis was passwords. He's looked at passwords from an economic standpoint to try to figure out why they're still the dominant technology. We did a meta-survey of all the different academic literature on ways to replace passwords to try to answer the question of if passwords are so bad, how come we still have them? How come clever security researchers haven't come up with a better technology that's taken hold? And there's uh, no shortage of proposals out there. I think for probably 15 years there have been several academic papers published a year with some new scheme in mind to replace passwords. They're almost like a fossil of technology. They started being used to protect computer accounts in the 1960s, early 1960s. Passwords are you know, over 50 years old in their, their current form. And they really changed very little from the era when the computer took up an entire warehouse room and was this incredibly expensive device that there were only a few in the world to now. I mean, people are carrying much more powerful computers in their pocket. We're still mostly relying on the same technology. So I think I'm, I'm interested in the fact that they've lasted so long. I'm interested in the way I think that the security community has never really engage with passwords because I think there's been an expectation that they would go away, that some stronger authentication technology would come and replace them. So, you know, it's been refreshing to take the standpoint of um, maybe passwords aren't going anywhere and we should try to have a deeper understanding of them. 
but Noah thinks passwords will gradually fade out. At some point, there will be a shift, and users will, over time, be asked to register fewer accounts with passwords. And he thinks they'll be asked to type them less often. There's some proposals which I think are good, which don't try to replace passwords. They just try to remember very securely on your device when you've already typed a password. So things like password managers, you know, which a lot of people use, and they don't prevent the need to ever type a password, but they can limit the, the number quite a bit. So I think that that's really the way forward. I'm not personally. I don't think that biometrics are going to be a major part of the solution. I think that they work very well in supervised scenarios. If you're crossing an international border and there's、uh, an armed guard who can see that you're actually using your real finger or your real eye and not a photo or a replica of the finger, then I think biometrics are a, a strong technology. But for the mainstream case where you want to log into a remote web service. It's often pretty easy to fool biometric systems because you can use a picture of an eye or a fake finger or whatever other body part you're you're sending a signal from. I think passwords are underappreciated in a way. I think that they're you know they're showing their age and there's password breaches and celebrity accounts get hacked on Twitter and they definitely have caused some real security breaches. But for the most part, I mean for the how incredibly cheap they are, I think that they've done a better job than people give them credit for. Joseph Bonneau is an engineer at Google, where he focuses on authentication, web security, and TLS. His NSA award-winning paper is titled "The Science of Guessing: Analyzing an Anonymized Corpus of 70 Million Passwords." Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.